Dennis the Menace Wahomi came over to London from Kenya as a young boy. At school he loved maths and science, but had no real interest in sport, before taking up Olympic Taekwondo, which he needed to as he used to bump into the wrong people in the wrong London postcodes. This led Dennis to represent England and GB at various competitions until the rules changed and he felt the sport had got a bit basic and soft. Eventually he took up boxing, but when studying at uni his world suddenly changed when his mum unexpectedly passed away. Dennis packed up uni as his mind was no longer on it and he took responsibility for looking after his sisters. He was later introduced to our good friend Xavier Miller, boxing coach at IQ Boxing in Neesden. After a successful amateur career, he turned pro as a lightweight in 2017 with a record of five wins from five. Managed and promoted by the renowned Goodwin Boxing Stable, his next bout is a six-rounder at York Hall on the 29th of June. Dennis is a really impressive young man, so get along and see this charming, determined boxer on his rise to the top. I'm thrilled to welcome on board IQ Boxing as the very first sponsor of Your London Legacy podcast. Run by the inspirational head coach, Xavier Miller, IQ Boxing Club in Neesden, Northwest London, is one big, close-knit family where the boxers and coaches have excellent working relationships and every boxer supports each other on their individual journey. Every young boxer is given individual time so that they can flourish as a boxer, but more importantly, as a person of character. Regular classes are held for juniors and amateurs, and there are also keep fit boxer-sized classes. IQ Boxing is built on the pillars of respect, hard work and dedication, and with its supportive trustees, grows from strength to strength. You can find out more about the London legacy IQ Boxing are creating by following them on Instagram at IQXavierMiller or www.iqboxing.co.uk. I'm Steve Lazarus, and this is Your London Legacy. I'm back here. I feel like it's my second home now. This is, I think, my third time here at the boxing gym, IQ Boxing at Neesden Boxing Club. I think I've given it its, its correct title. Yeah. This time I am with Dennis the Menace Wahomi. So yeah. welcome to the podcast, Dennis. Thank you for having me. That's an absolute pleasure. It's quite unusual, actually, for me sitting here in the... Uh, is this the training ring we're sitting yeah, in? Yeah, yeah. This, this is the close, close uh, fight ring, like inside work ring. Okay, so this is not a full-size ring we're sitting in. No, No. I mean, there's nowhere to hide in this ring, (laughs) is there, really? So so this is actually for close-up work? Yeah, this just works on the inside inside game. Well, what I want to do with you today, if I may, is the same thing I did with your uh, colleague last week or the week before with uh, Robbie the Caretaker. Uh, First of all, where do you... I mean, Dennis the Menace, obviously... The Menace. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you know Dennis the Menace I, as a, I, as a I cartoon character? Yeah, from from earlier I used to watch Dennis the Menace, like yeah. in the Beano. Um, oh, good man. Comics and everything. Yeah, very yeah. good. So, so I'm very familiar. But to be honest, Dennis the Menace was actually a name given to me while I was still an amateur by Don Charles. I don't think he remembers giving it to me, but I, I just kept it because. It, it, it went uh-huh. yeah so i thought yeah man that's got a nice ring to it no it's cool i mean dennis the menace as you know is one of the most famous cartoon characters of all time going back to the beano yeah i think in the 1950s so long before well before your time and yeah, it, yeah, even yeah. before my time i hastened <laughs> <laughs> and i think he's even got his own t- he dennis the menace and nasher i think yeah is nasher, a, yeah he's his dog he's right his right hand dog <laughs> <laughs> so it's good to be back here dennis and um, what do people call you dennis of the menace or oh, it's just dennis just dennis yeah it's good to be back here, even though it's very warm in here today. Yeah, um, it's a hot day. We're, we're heating up before the, the Easter weekend, Bank Holiday Friday, which is good. We're not going to complain. Now, Dennis is a uh, a young professional 
recently turned professional boxer with um, a record of, I think they say in the States, five, five and... Five and oh. Five and oh. Yeah. Five and oh. So five pro fights. Yeah. Five and wins. Five wins. Yeah. And how were those wins? What are they? Points or yeah, knockouts? Points, points, points decision. All points decisions. Yeah. And so all gone the distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the distance over, what, um, what would you be fighting? I've, I started off with four. Uh-huh. Four rounders. Then my last fight was a six rounder. So I've only, I've had, what, four fours and then plus the one six. Okay. So when, from now on, I'm just going to do sixes. Just sixes? Yeah. Okay. So you're building up your stamina. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then well, I'm looking to just see how, how it goes. I like going the distance, to be honest, because then I find out what my body's like. Oh, do you? Yeah. You might not be saying that when you go 12 rounds. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> it might change your mind. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but you like to push yourself to yeah, the Yeah, for limit. now, I just like to see how I react in certain uh-huh. certain positions. Like if I'm really tired or how I will be towards the later on stages. So so let's go back a bit to your child. I mean, you're you're still a young man. What are you, 29, yeah. 29 years old? So you're, yeah. you're still a young man by my standards. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us, take us back to, so where did you grow up, Dennis, first of all? Oh, well, I, was, I was originally born in Kenya uh-huh. and uh, I was there until I, I was around six. I stayed there until I was six. I grew up and then I moved here at the age of like, just about turn seven, mm-hmm. and then where I lived when I was here is around Acton, South okay. Acton. So West London way. Yes, Westish. Yeah, West. Yeah, yeah, West, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then yeah, so then, but then I did my fair share of moving about, and then eventually I settled in um, Northolt. Okay. Yeah. It's also West. Yeah, so you're staying yeah. on that side Pretty of London. Much, yeah, yeah. I've always yeah. just stayed in West. Obviously, when I was at uni, I, st- I lived in East. And then I stayed on, and then I moved back to West, mm-hmm. West London. So do you, you came over with your your family at the time? Yeah, 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 with my mum and dad. Yeah? Yeah. And siblings? Yeah, I've, um, well, I came with my older sister, uh-huh. and then I had, my mum had two, three more, three more sisters. Oh, no, crikey. Sisters, yeah. Yeah, so you're the biggest, you're the I'm eldest, not, are you? No, actually, no. I'm the second, second, second eldest. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then I've got two twins, plus one. One younger sister. Oh, lovely. Yeah. You'll get on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get on. Yeah. Cool. yeah. <laughs> well, it's just no boys. <laughs> no boys, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's pretty... Um, it's tough, I would imagine. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it was all right because I was a favourite. Can't practice it's... your boxing. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. No sparring. No, so, that must have been quite an eye-opener for you, I mean, in terms of culture coming over as a young kid from Kenya to, to the UK and, and to London. Yeah. Yeah, it was... I mean, I guess I got to see sort of both sides. Mm-hmm. Obviously, at the time, back then, Kenya wasn't as developed. And then coming here, and then just seeing how people lived here, it was different also. But I mean, it, it was good. Like, the, I never came into no negativity. I mean, I mean, everybody I met was always friendly, especially the, the neighborhood in the area I moved mm. into. Everybody was cool, so it was all right. That's good. What was school like for you? School... Huh. School was all right. I mean, it was a bit challenging. I was because from what I remember, it was all right. I had a lot of friends in in, in school, so it was good. And then I got on with everybody. Anyways, mm-hmm. did you were you academic? Were you into sports more than some no, studies? Actually, I, I actually wasn't. I got into sports uh, a little later on, but I was really into yeah. I was more academic. I'd say more into maths and science rather than anything. And then I don't know along the way. I started to enjoy sports. I did sports, like sports day, but um, never really gave it everything. Do you know mm. what I mean? I just did it because it was 
Something, yeah. I don't think kids give it everything at sports day, do they? Like the egg <laughs> you know, and spoon races. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, but yeah, but you know, also as you get as you progress and you go into high school and stuff, like you have sports days there, yeah, and then then you really see like you know runners and stuff. So mm. just took it easy. I was into all of that. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I, my mind's just gone back to a sports day when I was uh, at school, and there was this this very good sprinter who was doing 100 meters, and he was on the track, you know, with his feet in the. Uh, on the blocks ready to go and the, the gun went off and he fell flat on his face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know why I say that, it just suddenly came to mind. Oh, yeah. But sports days, yeah, they, they, they were always good fun. So when did you first become aware of your, if you like, your physicality and your interest in, because I understand you got into Taekwondo. Yeah. Whereas, whereas Robbie liked to go and punch a few people in the park <laughs> yeah, out of um, school. Basically, growing up in the area I was, I was in and uh-huh. going to college, um, you you tend to sometimes bump into the wrong kind of company. Mm-hmm. So where I had my group of friends and or sometimes I'd be on my own, I got into a lot of things on the streets. So like fights and stuff. But um, I didn't, like, to be honest with you, I don't really, en- I don't really enjoy fighting just to fight. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't really like inflicting pain on someone no. just because. The so, fact- so you're talking about what, like a gang culture or, or just... Like, Kids just you know how it is on the roads, yeah. Like, you get into stuff just simply because of where you're from. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you might be from West and you end up some for some reason you're in, in North or you're in, uh, in South or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and then you bump into somebody who you don't like. You don't even have to be that far apart. You could be from Ealing and mm. meet someone who's from Brentford and just be like, yo, what are you doing around here? Type of thing. So, from different schools. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah you, you just get into it. And, um, yeah, man. I mean, I guess I had I had a lot of friends that weren't really liked in different areas, and obviously because they were my friends, they get into something, I get into something, you know. So, um, but so yeah, you got into a few scrapes. Did you get? Yeah, in? yeah, yeah, I did. I got into something. I, I kept getting arrested over stupid stuff as well. And then um, I don't know. I wanted to just I I wanted to fight, but I didn't want to fight on the roads. I wanted to to do something just that would take me away from all of that. So I was mm. looking in the yellow pages as actually, and yeah, and then um. I remember seeing at the time there was a club that was like one bus ride away from where I lived and it was for Olympic Taekwondo and I just thought, yeah, let me give this a go. Let me see what this is about. So I rang them the, the following day because it was late night. Actually, me coming back from being out, I just thought, oh man, I've had enough of this. Let me just, mm. so I just searched through the book and then I found a club. I rang them up the next day and they said, yeah, come down on a Tuesday. And um, it was actually Valentine's Day on that Tuesday and I was like yeah man I'm going to this so I went and uh, I just I just liked it I liked it they let me train as well they said I could bring my stuff and then from then on I was just like yeah man this is what I'm going to do and I stuck to it for a while so actually in a weird sort of perverse way your activity shall we say on the streets and getting into some scrapes yeah and trouble sort of so, pushed you yeah in some respects into taking up an activity which has led you to where you are now that's so true yeah 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 I guess you could, yeah that's so it's this whole thing of sort of um, you've got to see the opportunity, and you yeah. know, but you've actually taken some positive action. Yeah. Because you know, plenty of kids out in the street will will not do what you did and have the foresight to see what can I do. Yeah, I just you know what I mean like also because with my mum like I was a mummy's boy. So I mean, <laughs> can't being, believe that. Yeah, being, <laughs> yeah, being the only boy. Yeah. And so a lot of the stuff I did, I wanted to make sure that. If I did anything bad, it wouldn't get back to my mum because I didn't want. I wanted to maintain that image that she had of me right. as you know the perfect child. Um, so I couldn't. I couldn't do anything that would you know 
relayed back to her in a negative way. Obviously, getting arrested sometimes wasn't the best way to try and do that. But I mean, I say it now, but it wasn't my fault. The times I got arrested, never is. It never, never is, is, is. it? I've never heard that before. But it wasn't. <laughs> but it wasn't. But yeah. So, but it was all good. Like um, now I'm here. So yeah, Olympic taekwondo was. It was a good. It was a good patch in my life actually. That I enjoyed that because I I competed them um, internationally and nationally and. Uh, a pretty decent high level as well. Uh-huh. So yeah, man. So what, what age group was this? What how young were you I was when like, you got into it? I was like fourteen, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I did it for like about seven years or some or something like that. And um, I had my fun with it because we travelled a lot. Um, things I wouldn't have been able to do if I wasn't doing that because yeah. I would have never thought to travel to those places had I not been fighting or competing. So you fought for. For, yeah, for, for the country, for club and country. Or no, 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 for club it? and sometimes obviously for England. So obviously, if you're in the English in the England Championships, uh-huh. um, sometimes you obviously fight for your club representing. I see. Yeah. So um, yeah. So what what sort of competitions did you where you entered into? Uh, the I, I remember my last international was the Swedish competi- competition, which obviously I represented England because, mm-hmm. and then yeah, I went to Sweden with a with, a, with my coach and some my coach at the time and and maybe and one other guy also from the, from the same uh, affiliate club mm-hmm. did the england competitions the the gb competitions as well sorry and yeah man it was it was just fun mm. all in all did you not think you wanted to pursue that rather than veer into boxing i did you know boxing was never something that i ever i ever dreamt of doing mm. i would have preferred i would have stayed with the with, with taekwondo but the rules started to change and where I was in it from from early, like they started changing the chess cards to electronic. So then that changed the style of the fighter that you would be because mm-hmm. then everybody started doing push kicks, which just killed the game. And because um, what, what, what sense? Like in in where where we were before, you'd have people doing spin kicks, mm-hmm. reverse kicks, things like this. And then as it, it slowly died and just became really basic and, and all you did, because obviously you have to score to the chest mm-hmm. or to the face. Yeah. And it just came with people checking, like sort of like a jab, but with the leg. So you'd have to make sure you get a hard hit. So rather than risking it with a reverse, uh, with a tornado kick, with a spin kick, yeah. you'd just try and do a push kick onto them. And it just, the style of the fight just died for me. It so was, it made it more dull, less exciting? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it just wasn't, it wasn't exciting for me anymore. And, um, yeah, and I just left. But mid midway between that, I was looking to do something other than Taekwondo because Taekwondo was all legs. Mm. So I was looking to do something that was more upper body. And I've been singing for the longest that I was going to look for something like boxing or something. But I, I think I must have put it off for like three years. Kept saying, I'll do it, I'll look for it, I'll look for it. Never did until one day... I just decided, like, yeah, actually, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for this and give it a go because I found a club that was also again just near my house, another bus ride or two, and then um, I went there. It was in Hayes, and then yeah, and then I, I found, um, I found a coach there who, who told me to just keep coming, keep coming, just you know, stay busy out there, and I just stuck to it, and I went mm. there, and then again. It was never just, I wasn't trying to train to train. I was training just to like try and stay, work out my upper body. And then they tried to ask me to do a few spars one time. I said, nah. But <laughs> he didn't fancy getting smacked in the face yeah, so much. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> there's a difference with fighting people on the streets and people who know how to fight. Do you know what I mean? Like if I go in there with a guy, at the time I didn't know, I didn't know nothing about boxing. I just mm. knew what I watched. So 
if I go in there with someone who knows how to fight, I'm like, nah, I'm good, man. <laughs> I'm all right. I'm You're not as brave to... as you thought you were. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't trying to like, do you know what I mean? Because there's a lot that goes into all of that. And I respect the fact that that's what he did. Do you know mm. what I mean? And I did what I did. So I was just, I was like, you know, I'm just here to train. I'm not here to do no sparring. But you kept pushing it, kept pushing it. And um, eventually I did what they called a technical sparring. And then it, um, it, it went up to you know, light sparring and then, but then, then I started to like it actually. And then, yeah, I just, uh, did some pad work and, um, started to fall in love with it, man. It was, I started to like, really like it so much. So I stopped, stopped going Taekwondo. Yeah. Again, it sort of takes me, I mean, were you fighting guys who are bigger than you sparring? What in, so yeah. When you yeah, when I started. sparring, yeah. when you started out. Yeah. Cause you, you, you see them and they don't put you in accordance to weight. They just, Say like Next. come in, yeah, come, yeah, come basically, yeah. Come you, and join me. You, you, and you get your head guard on, and then you come in there. So basically, that's how it was. That's quite scary, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And, but I was pretty young as well. I wasn't, you know, what I mean, I wasn't into all of that. I, I just wanted to come and hit the pads. Like, you didn't want to go home, <laughs> yeah, bruised and sore. Yeah, but you enjoyed it. I mean, you obviously, you, you... I did. Yeah, I did. I, I liked it. Um, I, again, I was just doing it for fun. Mm. No ambition in any of it. I was just doing it for fun. So what stage did it dawn on you or, or did someone see in you something that they thought, hang on, this guy's got something we can work with here? Weird enough, I made friends with, with one guy called Noel. And um, at the time, I didn't know he was a boxing coach or anything because he had a dog, I had a dog, similar dog. So, you know, we sometimes I'd look after his dog and vice versa. And um, one time I mentioned to him I was looking to do boxing Again, this was all in the fun period. This was all in the fun period. So he was like, oh, yeah, there's a gym that I go to in Hayes. I was like, oh, is it? I was like, what, Hayes? And he's like, yeah. So I was like, oh, I went there the other week. He's like, all right, come, come this week. I'll be there and I'll, we'll do some, some training. And then when I went there, he, made, he had me do like some shadow boxing, some pad work, and then some light sparring. And then he said to me, I was actually pretty all right at what I was doing. Like, I was good. He asked me if I'd had fights. I said, no, because I hadn't. I told him my background. I just did, you know, taekwondo, and that's all I do. I don't I do not do anything. And he's like, you should give it a go. Like, think about trying to get carded and maybe just have some fights. To see, it. you might like it. See how it goes. And I was like, all right, okay, cool. You know what I mean? And I just thought maybe he's just trying to get fights for the yeah. club. So I was just like, yeah. But then, so I went a whole year trying to go maintain and stay there, doing the spas, like he said. And I liked it, but then as I was still going uni as well. And then, yeah, and then uh, some stuff happened at home and then, I don't know, I just had to stop doing a lot of things. What, can you elaborate what sort of stuff happened? Yeah, like uh, like my mum passed. I'm sorry. Yeah, nah, you know, yeah, my mum passed and, you know, I stopped going uni. Because you felt your head wasn't in it or you had responsibilities at home you, you felt you had to attend to yeah a bit of both really because i just i don't know i like i had to you know i when i was going uni i was happy because obviously i had you know my mom was there everything mm. was going good and you know everything and i lived with my mom and that mm. and then i just when it all happened it all happened so far so i kind of was like so it was a complete shock yeah, yeah like it wasn't something like i was ready for yeah. you know what i mean like and then so i just thought you know to hell with everything man like what am I doing it all of this for anyways like you know because I, I think I, I must have been I don't know man I don't know 19 mm. 19 or so 19 20 anyways yeah 
like I'm still a kid like I mean I'm, I don't know anything and so I just thought yeah I can't bother with anything I stopped going taekwondo I stopped going boxing I stopped going uni carried on my regular stuff I was doing on the roads anyways doing all of that stuff because I felt like you know that that's where I wanted to be anyways at the time like they were my friends and I wanted to do mm. all that stuff because you know you just don't care about anything mm. when, when something like this happens so you, what you slipped back into sort of bad habits yeah, yeah yeah I just went back to like just what I knew do you know what I mean yeah and so I just figured nah I don't really care if whatever happens happens mm-hmm. you know? so I just did that and then so I sort of went on a downward spiral mm-hmm. and yeah and then uh, I went to see my friend one time and I spoke to his mum and then because I was waiting for him and she came out she spoke to me and uh, just asking how I was and that and how my sisters were and then that just made me think for a bit because I was like you know what I'm doing like yeah it's all good and that to myself but how is it affecting my sisters because mm. they were still they were like they were young they were going, they were um either in sixth form or in college so who was looking after them at home well again that's what i'm saying it was me it came, came down to you yeah yeah so that's why i was like maybe i got i gotta stop what i'm doing and maybe yeah so i mean it's know. a huge pressure and responsibility of a young yeah guy. i gotta i gotta do I got things I need to take care of rather than just thinking about myself because it's not—it's no longer just me. Do you know what I mean? But that's a very mature, responsible attitude. I mean, a lot of people—I think many people in your position probably wouldn't think that and would spiral out of control or be selfish or you know not know what to do. But yeah, I the- mean, it wasn't easy to be honest. Like, it's just—I mean, I think I'm lucky I had the right people around me at the right time because I couldn't see the point in doing anything that was uh, that was positive at mm. all. Because, I mean, yeah. You know, I'm not the first person to have to have lost someone, of no, course. Sure. No, but you know, we all handle our things differently. Of course. Did you have other sort of family around you, or did you? I I sort of didn't. I sort of didn't. Yeah. So I mean, like, you know how family is? They're there, but they're not there. Yeah. So the really close ones I had, they were still there. But then again, I wasn't telling them what I was going through because you know they have their own things that they're going mm. through. They're doing, and everybody's dealing with their problems. So. It's not for me to go and burden other people with my stuff. So I just rather do my own stuff. And then, so yeah, I just figured maybe get my head together. I'll start like, you know, let help my sisters finish college and just try and at least get an opportunity to go to uni. Then at least, you know, my, to me, I felt like my job would have been sort of done. Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. once you're in uni, that's on you. Like you can, you could decide from here. But um, yeah, I had a few good years trying to keep them on a steady at at, at college and um yeah i mean it wasn't easy because obviously i had to go to i had to get a job and uh so you packed in uni completely yeah you, know, you never yeah. went back no i didn't because i just didn't have no love for it no more what were you studying um, at the time civil engineering okay yeah so i just couldn't be bothered anymore um, which uni did you go to uh university of east london uh-huh. yeah so i was just like forget this man mm. so i started i got a job and um started making sure that there was always like money and food and whatever for, at home for them because I was working at the airport and it was late as well late finishes or really late starting mm. so you know what I mean and then I started getting back into training and at the training I at this time I went to Stonebridge and um when I was at Stonebridge I met I met, I met Zav but I wasn't at Stonebridge yet because I I'd come from um, All Stars with Steve Steve Palmer but he took me to Stonebridge to spar one time because I asked him to train me and he took me to spar and I, funny enough I sparred Coach Zab. He's a bit bigger than you isn't he? Yeah he was, was he, he was. He was at the time. He was yeah. yeah. 
But yeah, and and I didn't know he was a coach at the time. I just thought it was just another guy. So I we should say, just remind people, Zav, Zav, Xavier Miller, yeah. who is IQ Boxing, who runs the, the boxing club. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, my, 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 my current pro coach, Xavier Miller, that's who I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah, yeah. so I sparred with him. And um, like I said, I didn't know he was a coach. I just assumed he was just someone who they brought for me to spar. So yeah, went a few rounds. It was pretty good, actually. And uh, we had a talk afterwards and he said it went pretty well as well. And then and then what what happened? Yeah, then I was going through some stuff again. You know, when you're young, you, you go, it's easy for you to just keep flying off and on the handles. Like, it's just like, it's crazy. But anyways, I had a talk with Zav and he said he was opening his own gym at, at some point. So I was like, all right, cool. I trained with him for a while at Stonebridge anyways. And I really liked the way that he was working with my style rather than trying to make me fight a certain way that he preferred. Do you know what I mean? Because I've had coaches before that they they take you go there and what they want to do is just yeah you're gonna fight like this. They want to mold you into what they yeah, want what you they to would be fight, rather yeah. than develop your own yeah. natural abilities. Yeah, I had a guy try try make me fight his style and he was an inside like Tyson type fighter. Do you know what I mean? I, mm. That's not me. Like I'm not that kind of. That's not what I like. What, so, what is your style? Like I'd I'd rather box. Do you know what I mean? I like to box, but what I what I mean is in that's not me. Is he wanted me to be inside compact and like or move exactly what Tyson would be doing. Mm. He wanted me to do that, and I'm not built like that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That's my my limbs are a bit longer than to be. You don't want to get close <laughs> enough to bite anyone's ear off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not just yet. <laughs> also, so I was like, nah. But yeah, I, I like I really liked um, Coach Zab's, uh style. He and he he taught you know defense first, and then and have that as your offense. So. I prefer, I like the sound of that, even though sometimes it doesn't appear like that's what I do, but it is. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I think Zav, from what, you know, how I know Zav, little I know of him, he does want people to develop their own personality and their own style and that you yeah. become your own person, but within a certain discipline framework. Of yeah, yeah, exactly. Well. Yeah. yeah, man. But yeah, so then then I was last like, yeah, cool, man. I'm going to stick to this boxing stuff and just, just do, it, do, it, do it for real. So you trained with Xavier originally at the other place and then here. Yeah. How long have you been training out of here at uh, Neesden? A couple of years now? Yeah, man. I think maybe four or five years. Yeah. yeah. So but, go on. But I have been with him because he, he, went to another, he went to another gym. Before he got this place, he, he had a gym in Wembley mm -hmm. as like a in the middle type of gym before he could actually have this place. Yeah. So like he was there. Of... Yeah. So he was there for like maybe a year, year and a half. And then we came here and then this was like the IQ home. No, it's good. It's, it's, it's a great, you enjoy coming here, obviously. I mean, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The yeah, guys seem to really enjoy it, you know, coming with a bit of a smile on their face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... You had how many amateur fights did you have? You I had I had twenty seven or twenty eight amateur fights. Okay, what was the record there? I do not remember. I think it sounded like nineteen, nineteen wins or so. Yeah, yeah, well, that's pretty good. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's all right. I'm just saying. I just because I can't remember because in the amateurs it's it's, it's very funny because mm. some wins you win, some wins you're gifted, and some wins are stolen from you. So it's gifted. funny. Those well, what does that mean? Gifted, gifted is in like. You and I may have a fight. Yeah, it's unlikely, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then and then um, I win it, but because you're from the area or you have favourites and the, the judges okay. are your favourite, they'll, right. they'll okay. give you the fight. So yeah, it's like that. Yeah, Favouritism. Yeah. All right, okay. Ooh, they'll balance out with the Yeah, of course, of course. They'll balance out what, yeah. the good and the bad. Yeah, yeah so it's, not, it's nothing to complain about. Yeah. So as you're going through and going up and fighting better and better boxes and you're becoming better and better at your your art yeah was there a point 
in time when you've said to yourself, "No, I really like this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if I can make a make this my career." Yeah. Or are you still you're still in that headspace now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, was it was there a point where you thought, you know, "Yeah, I can, no." I can, um, I can go places. When I really started competing, like elite level, Coach Zav and also Nick used to put me in with some really challenging fighters. So, which is what I felt that's where I was able to be myself. It's weird because I felt like I performed a bit better when when there was an element of threat, like, you know, an element of danger, sorry, should I say. So then that's when I'm really like, all right, cool, you gotta be on your guard. And then, I, and then yeah, I really enjoyed it. The, the fact of being under that kind of pressure and you have to perform and you know, you like I like adrenaline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to. I like to really be able to perform and you know and showcase my skills, mm -hmm. like what I can do. Because which is what I found that I don't really. Cr I, I I don't crack on the pressure, which is is weird. Because I always thought like, oh, when it gets on top, you might. But no, nah, I don't. Well, I would say a certain amount of certain amount of um, stress is, is good for you. It makes you perform at your your yeah. peak. Yeah, I think I think that's true. Level. Yeah, um, because I've always found as the competition goes up. The more I'm able to control myself and focus. You can focus, get in the zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, man. And then and then I thought to myself, like, because I spoke to I spoke with Coach Zav, he was his his goal from opening this gym was to turn pro. And so, you know, I used to speak to him every now and then and with the with the ideas of maybe perhaps turning pro with him. And then someday I just thought, you know what, yeah, cool, that's what I'm gonna do. So I had my elites, my last fight in the elites um london finals and then when i spoke and then after that i was like to coach like yeah man let's just do it like let's just go pro and then did my application here i am so what does it take to become a pro is it just, just simply paperwork no no uh, <laughs> no nah, nah, you so. nah, you got you got there's a, a series of medicals you have to pass in order to be fit to fight professionally so obviously yeah you got to you got to do the paperwork you know sign off do your declarations and all that uh have an interview what do they yeah. ask you in an interview oh man a lot of stuff really they just want to see what your knowledge is based on on like you know your, your knowledge of the sport in general like your food diary for example you have to okay. keep a food and training diary like your date i think it's like three or four months at so least, they're testing how serious you are mentally. yeah 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 how, how you keep yeah how you maintain your weight right just uh like what you know about turning pro and stuff like that mm. just things you never really would have thought of do they try and put you off no but they do but they do ask you tough questions but they do tell you the truth though they do tell yeah. you about you know boxing is what it is it's not like it's it's not sugar-coated it, yeah. it is a sport where it's a blood sport i guess i mean so um it's dangerous mm. but yeah they they tell you it is what it is and it's if you if it's the game you've chosen then you know best of luck so they didn't put you off, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, I mean, when you turned pro, what, what did you think or what did you notice was the biggest sort of shift in gear for you? The I only I only realised it was real when I had my first debut. Like, you know, obviously I knew I had a date for the debut. I knew the training and all of that. But the only time it really hit me was as I was walking out and I saw everybody that was there. And I was like, oh, wow, this is uh, it's actually happening. But yeah, yeah like it was... Yeah, man, I was just like, wow, this is so different because the atmosphere is different compared in comparison to the the amateurs. 
you know, the build-up. Obviously, you got to sell tickets as well. Yeah, I didn't appreciate that until I saw Robbie last week. I think that's cruel. <laughs> I mean, you've got enough on your plate, haven't you? Training, getting yourself mentally yeah. right. And at the same time, you've got to market yourself and yeah, sell exactly. tickets. Yeah, exactly. That's, so that's it, not good. It takes some getting used to. Yeah. You know, you've got to find the right formula for that. Then also, you've got to, like, market yourself online. You know, it's all it's all part of it. You any good at that? I'm I'm okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, can, I can only improve. I can only get better. But yeah, good Instagram following. Uh, I mean, it's okay. I mean, it could, it could be better. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Yeah, it could be better. Where but, you at? Um, I think it's like eight or nine hundred. Yeah. Eight nine hundred thousand. Nah, you wish. <laughs> <laughs> You're not an influencer just yet. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, nah. But um, yeah, man, I'm I'm trying to work on it. But it's mm -hmm. like again, I think it all plays with with my type of personality because I'm I'm more of a me person. I like to just do me and be 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 myself mm -hmm. and by myself. So getting out there is what I is what I had to tackle. Like engaging type of stuff do you know what i mean i mean i can engage but just with certain things do you know what i mean mm. so um so how do you sell tickets then i mean obviously you know friends and family oh yeah really on facebook yeah i found sort of i found um i found a way that works which is like you know through friends and through friends of friends mm. and then obviously family work colleagues yeah now i just go out there and i just be like to you know, yo i've got a fight this is me so and so and then yeah man it's funny enough i sell a lot of tickets to people i don't know well, that's an art. Yeah, <laughs> that's a very that's a very good skill to have. That's a micro skill. Yeah, no, but it's it's weird. Do you know what I mean? Because you'd have thought, like, I've I've got a lot of friends, obviously, as mm. well. But that's what I'm saying. And you've got sponsors now as well, I believe. Um, yeah, from the, the uh, gym sponsors as well. Um, I also have happy for you to give them a shout out. Chi, yeah, Chi Juice. That's like uh, fresh squeezed juices. Yeah, <laughs> I'm bad like this. Remember, you got to remember your sponsors. You know, for God's yeah, sake. you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. We've got Bravos, K uh, KMT Apparel, and I'm pretty sure there's some other ones. I'm there. sure there's some more. If they come to mind, you but can I tell will us. remember those. So where do you? I mean, you've had, as you said, you've had five professional fights. Yeah, five, five and zero. Oh. Yeah, no one's laid a glove on you yet. I take it. <laughs> Not yet. No. So what? So what is it? What is your style? You, you don't like to thrash about getting all close up i know i don't mind it don't yeah. get me wrong i don't mind it but i like to keep uh, if i can i want to box and just um set up shots pick people off and so you like to keep them on the move yeah 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 shadows yeah 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 but then sometimes you know doesn't always go according to plan so you have to be you have to make it ugly uh, but i guess it's whatever it takes to win really B. yeah of course yeah absolutely yeah. what's your best shot what's your favorite Oh, those are two different questions. <laughs> uh, my best shot's my left hook. My favourite is my straight right. Okay, yeah. so you need to work on your straight right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly that. Yeah. If it's not your best one, no. well, that's your favourite. But but for now, the left hook's working, so it's all good. Cool. Yeah. Good. So where do you see yourself? How, how do you want to progress in the... I mean, what have you got planned? I know you've got a fight coming up, I think, in June. June yeah, June 29th is my next outing. Yeah, where's that? Um, your call. Mm -hmm. um, in Bethnal, Bethnal Green. Uh, yeah. Again, under Goodwin Promotions. Uh -huh. Yeah, so... But my plans are to have by the end of this by the end of this year 2019 um i want to at least get my hands on the southern area super featherweight title and then move from there talk talk to my coach but for now that's our plan i don't i don't really believe in planning like over there because i want to know i want to focus on what's in front of me like reach the goals that are here right now so focus on my next fight and then move forward so what is the next fight is the next like fight is no it's just no again it's just a 
I it's guess you can call it a stay busy, to... stay busy fight, really. Uh-huh. And then possibly after that, maybe have um, talks about the Southern Area title. I thought you've already fought a Southern Area title fight. No. No? Okay. No. Not a different different weight? No, no. No, okay. Maybe I'll... <laughs> There's not another one of you, is there? No, no. Nah, nah, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one Nasher. <laughs> oh, Dennis the Menace and Nasher. Yeah. Are you a family guy? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah? Yeah. You got kids? Okay, yeah, I do. Yeah. What would you say to a boy or girl? I got three. You got three? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One boy, one girl. Wow. And then another boy. Wow. Yeah. Thank God that girl's in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> and what would you say to them about if they wanted to be boxers? Oh, man. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. But to be real, um, I'm doing what I can just so that they don't have to fight, uh-huh. really, because like I know my, oh, my eldest son, he probably wants to. I don't want him to. But... um. They've been to see you fight. Yeah, they always come. Do they? Yeah, they all they're always there. They've been to every fight, um, even in, even in the amateurs as well. But yeah, like I don't know, fighting's not. I don't believe fighting's for everyone. Like it's not for everyone. Do you know what I mean? Even some of the fighters that are are still fighting, it's not for them. How, how do you mean? Well, you mean they're they're not in it because they love it. They're in it just because. As in some, there's some. I don't know. My my own biased opinion. I guess there are some people you look at and you're like, yeah, this guy. Good fight or a great fight, and he can go far. And then there's some people that you just, it's like, you just know you should know your level, or like some people you look at and you're just like, oh, like if he comes up against this guy, which is in that weight, mm. could be. But yeah, man, I mean, again, no disrespect to anybody who gets in that ring because I know what it takes to, to put on them gloves and go out there. So pff, mad respect to all of them. What do you feel like when you put the gloves on and you're about to go out? When I'm about to go, <laughs> um, you nervous, excited? bit of everything really everything's going on do you know what i mean but i just i just try to focus on what i've got to do Mm. i mean i anticipate everything you know i mean i I get anxious and then i get excited and then it's like oh i need to go out and then do you visualize yeah before a fight what what you anticipate is going to happen in each round for example or how you're gonna i anticipate the fight's gonna go yeah I, i i visualize what i'm supposed to do what i'm gonna do and then um that way it helps me when i get out there to, to do it because obviously if you keep it fresh in, in in the front of your brain then it's like cool it's there so you know I always say like if I get into this situation what am I going to do I go over it then mm. I do it and then I know I'll be able to mm. do it execute and then yeah because a lot of sports sportsmen do visualize and have mantras and get in the zone and want to see exactly and they, they, they know exactly how something's going to go yeah they can see the endings you know the end. it's, it's funny but it actually works it does work yeah, yeah it really does work I wouldn't know as a boxer, but I know, <laughs> I know it works in life in general, yeah. in, a, in a lot of things. I mean, do you have specific um, routines that you do, say, in the morning or pre-fight or when you're in sort of training camp before um, a fight? Night before, I always I always stretch the night before. That's I think that's a routine because I've always found myself doing that. Yeah, I pray as well uh, the night before mm. and just before the fight. Um, yeah, man. Is that just a, like a quiet word, you know? To yourself in a in a corner somewhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, just uh, you know, yeah. That's just for me. Because nowadays you see a lot of sportsmen, you see, particularly footballers. You know, they go on the pitch and they you can see them praying in the middle of the centre <laughs> circle. You think? Yeah. Never used to see this years ago, but now yeah, it seems to be. I, I don't know. It's it just it's 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 a thing of comfort, I guess. I guess you could say that. But yeah. I suppose anything that gives it, you security, it, it works. And, and yeah. Peace of mind. Yeah. Absolutely nothing wrong with it. Yeah. If, can't forget to pray because then it just doesn't go well. No. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah but no, that's that's my down to you of course yeah, yeah but that's my routine though yeah yeah that's that's i think if i could say that and also i have my son walk he walks me out as well your son does yeah every fight he walks me out so yeah that's that's the routine so 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 i mean robbie comes out with his uh broom he's yeah. the caretaker what <laughs> yeah. do you what do you come out with your son yeah i come out with my son yeah what, holding him or walking uh no nah, he walks he walks either in front or behind me uh-huh yeah what's your music what's your oh man it changes all the time come on you've got to be known for it i've got i'm i'm really not do you know what i mean like it changes all the you've time you've got to get that sorted but i've got yeah you're, you're right i've got to sort myself you're out be known for something <laughs> yeah i will i will i'm gonna find it and then i'll let you know man <laughs> what's your favorite so far my favorite walkout music i think my, my first I th- maybe it's because it was my debut but i like my first first song it was a dmx track we in here <laughs> You might want to YouTube that. <laughs> yeah, I think I will. It's not one I'm familiar with. I'll yeah. be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, that was my uh, that was my entrance. And that was my ring walk music. Yeah. yeah, something about that that always hangs about. I, I like it. Cool. And as we said, when you're not in the gym, I mean, how often are you in the gym training? You come every day. In terms of like after after fights, I try and take a decent time off. You know, just just to recover and just mm-hmm. to let my body just get back into everything. But um, if I'm not here, I'm at the I'm at a gym, an actual gym. You know, working on strength and conditioning, uh, stamina, and then I come here, like maybe say two three weeks before camp actually starts, and just to get into it. Like I've been here before as well, so mm. yeah, I try and I try and stay busy. If I'm not if I'm not here at this gym, I'll be at another gym, or I'll just run on the roads. Do you go running every day? Not every day, no, every other day. Yeah. Yeah, because when, when camp starts, then it's near, near enough every day. So maybe two days and then a day off, and then another day and then a day off. So with your fight come up, coming up in June, how many weeks would you be in, you know, really knuckling down to it in your training camp? Eight to nine weeks. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's a long, long slog, isn't it? It is, it is, but... I mean, you I'd rather it. do the work. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd rather do the work because then it gives me peace of mind as well. Because if I know I haven't cut no corners. Have you ever got into a fight? Or, sorry, gone into a fight, not got into a fight. Got into a fight thinking that you're underprepared? You, you haven't put the work in? No. No? No. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my coach wouldn't allow me. <laughs> no, I know. But sometimes you can have the uh, nagging doubt in the back of your mind, or oh, maybe I should have done this. I should oh, have done yeah, that. yeah. Maybe I should have run that. Yeah, done a bit oh, more. Yeah. You yeah. know, I'm not quite. I haven't got nah, the stamina nah. I thought I should have. No, I haven't. I haven't had that. Thank God. So you're a very determined, focused boxer oh. by the sound of oh, it. Oh, yeah, got a, man. The goal in mind. Yeah, because at the stage where I'm at, it can't. Very, very little room for error. Mm. So I just want to make sure that I'm, I'm as prepared as I can be so that I can give a good performance. Mm. And then, you know, that way there's, there's never any doubts, no questions like, oh, could I have done this or that different? So I just want to make sure I'm always ready. Mm. So assuming you win the Southern Area mm-hmm. title, yeah, where do you go from there? What's the next rung on the ladder? To be honest with you, I'm not sure. You know, I, just, I, yeah, I just want to, yeah, I just want to secure that title. Yeah. And then we can... Does it go national from there? Yeah. I really don't, you don't know. know. Do you, know <laughs> you keep focused. I think that's probably the best thing to do. Well, it's been a, a pleasure to have you on Thank the you. show. It's Thank been a, a treat. Um, and hopefully I'll get along and see you. Thank you. Uh, box and win. I really win, win some you. titles. Where can people find out about you on social media or... Oh, yes, of course. Get in um, touch through your sponsors or however. My Instagram is Dennis the Menace Wahomi, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then on um, if you want to find me on Twitter, it's uh, the real D Wahomi. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that's at the real D Wahomi. 
all caps. And then yeah, and on Insta, uh, no Facebook, sorry, that's uh, Dennis Wyoming. Mean, you'll you'll notice notice me by my picture, man. Yeah. <laughs> and if anyone wants to get a ticket or come along, oh to yeah, the of fight. course. If you want to come, in, if you want to get a ticket or contact me in regards to tickets, every, the best the best avenue is on Instagram. If you could just DM me or yeah, send me a message, anything, man, I'll be I'll be sure to get back. And I think anyone listening should get along because I think we're looking at a future title holder here i appreciate that man. deadly Thank serious you. i can see the sparkle in your eye i think you're serious about this aren't you yeah man 100 yeah. good for you all right well it's been a pleasure dennis having you on the uh, the podcast and the best of luck for the future thank you for having me every week here at your london legacy we bring straight to your device a new and fascinating guest with a wonderful london-based story we hope you enjoy listening to their timeless stories as much as we enjoy creating them for you if so best way to show your appreciation is to subscribe to the show. Simply go to www.yourlondonlegacy.com and pop your name and email in the box where shown. That way you'll never miss another episode. Thank you for your support.